This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, new guidance for agencies to make sure they get the best out of employees when they work from home. Federal contractors get their deadline to comply with new affirmative action rules. And the number of contractors the Pentagon does business with continues to dwindle. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal managers have some help to ensure their employees are performing at a high level no matter where they're working. A new memo from the Office of Personnel Management offers them performance management tips for a hybrid workplace. Among the tips, establish intentional breaks, exercise, and go outdoors. Agency leadership are also encouraged to host Q&A sessions at virtual town hall meetings. This memo and associated tips come as the number of federal employees working remotely has increased dramatically over the past two years. You've heard of the cybersecurity workforce shortage and the data science workforce shortage. Now the government faces yet another workforce shortage. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The National Science Foundation and the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy delve into ways to widen education and training opportunities for a future quantum science workforce. They held a workshop this week with a group called National Q-12 Educational Partnership. Now they've issued a new strategy for a math and science field they say is foundational for industries of the future and for transforming today's industries. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. A new White House office is urged to take the lead on a national cyber workforce strategy. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The National Academy of Public Administration says cybersecurity workforce initiatives are faltering in the absence of a government-wide strategy. So the Academy's latest report urges the White House Office of the National Cyber Director to take action. It says that office should coordinate cyber talent initiatives across agencies and work with the private sector, too. The United States has some 460,000 unfilled cybersecurity positions. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Social Security Administration has issued a detailed manager's checklist for return to offices. It calls for component meetings with union representatives on specific dates between now and the March 30th reentry date, with safety drills and orientation the following week. One American Federation of Government Workers Council president complains to Acting Commissioner Kilolo Kijokazi and members of Congress, saying the plan was laid out without talks with bargaining units before establishing the timeline. Most federal supply and service contractors and subcontractors have less than two months to certify that they are meeting their requirement to develop and maintain annual affirmative action programs. The Labor Department says contractors with more than 50 employees and a contract worth more than $50,000 must register in the contractor portal by March 30th. The Office of Federal Contractor Compliance Programs says by certifying electronically, labor can monitor and promote contractor compliance with the goals of affirmative action. After a nearly two-month grace period, the Army says it's ready to fire soldiers resisting the COVID vaccine. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. The Army says it will immediately begin discharging soldiers who are refusing to get their coronavirus vaccine. Soldiers were supposed to be fully vaccinated by mid-December. The Army has since issued more than 3,000 reprimands to soldiers who have not gotten their shots. The Army also relieved six commanders from duty for refusing the shots. 
The other military services have already begun casting off service members who refuse to get vaccinated. The Marine Corps fired nearly 400 troops, and the Air Force has pushed out 87 airmen to date. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. Minority service members are reporting racism in the ranks, hostile environments on bases, and harassment from military and civilian law enforcement. A new study from Blue Star Families gives an in-depth look at what service members of color are facing in the military. More than 40% of minority troops reported that they turned down assignments that could have improved their careers because of perceived racism at the new location. Congress, the administration, get another wake-up call about the state of the defense industrial base. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The number of new companies working for the Defense Department continues to shrink. A new report from the National Defense Industrial Association and Govini found the number of new contractors who are working for DOD was only 6,300 in 2021, as compared to more than 12,000 new companies in 2019. The survey says the complexity of working for DOD is a barrier for innovative companies and products to enter the market. NDIA's Vital Signs report found the overall health and readiness of the defense industrial base is at its lowest point ever. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A Defense Department office meant to bring its data and artificial intelligent work under one roof is up and running. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. DOD is naming its Chief Information Officer John Sherman as its Acting Chief Digital and Artificial Intelligence Officer, a position that began Tuesday. The office isn't fully built out yet, but will reach full operating capability by June 1st. The CDAO will oversee DOD's chief data officer, the Joint AI Center, and the Defense Digital Service. Sherman told reporters the restructuring of these offices will give DOD end-to-end cohesion on everything from data collection and curation to advanced analytics that will give the agency an advantage in decision-making and operations. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. House Democrats reintroduce a bill that would revive a defunct emerging tech watchdog office within Congress. The Office of Technology Assessment, Improvement and Enhancement Act would give the Office of Technology Assessment the ability to supply lawmakers with briefings and assessments on emerging technologies. It would also allow OTA to easily recruit and hire experts from academia and industry. Congressman Mark Takano, Sean Kasten, Bill Foster, and Don Beyer introduced the bill. OTA mostly exists in name only after Congress defunded the office in 1995. House lawmakers are also moving forward with a pair of new cyber and supply chain proposals. The Committee on Oversight and Reform voted through a bill updating the Federal Information Security Modernization Act yesterday. The bill aims to modernize federal cyber standards and streamline reporting requirements for agencies. The committee also approved the Supply Chain Security Training Act. It would create a centralized training program to teach federal acquisition officials how to identify and address supply chain threats. A bipartisan group of senators is calling for an investigation into the Postal Service's delays delivering mail for customers who are blind. Senators Chris Van Hollen, Cindy Hyde-Smith, Gary Peters, and Rob Portman are asking the USPS Inspector General to look into widespread delays getting free mailed materials to recipients who are blind or have other physical disabilities. That includes special format audio, braille, and large print materials. USPS is almost self-funded through its revenue, but gets modest funding from Congress to cover free postage under this program. And the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee approves a full slate of Biden administration nominees, including two picks that are key to federal workforce policy. The committee advances the nomination of Kathy Harris, a longtime federal employment attorney, to serve as the chairwoman of the Merit Systems Protection Board. The board has not had a quorum for more than four and a half years and has not had any members at all since March 2019. The committee also approved the nomination of former MSPB chairwoman Susan Sweet Grunman to serve as a member of the Federal Labor Relations Authority. 
You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.